Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Being on that field. <clears throat> you, you, you lose sleep. You hurt for your brother. Um, a lot of shared grief, but to the question before, getting updates and positive updates eases so much of that, that pain and that tension that you feel. But coach handled it as, as perfect as anybody could. The story that everybody's talking about, and it's a global story, is the story of DeMar Hamlin and what happened Monday night in the Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals NFL game. If you were watching, as I was, you know that it affected you tremendously emotionally. You saw the players, tears streaming down their faces. We couldn't really see what was going on because the players shielded DeMar from cameras, but we know now that CPR was being conducted, and we know what that means. And uh, he was taken to hospital by ambulance in a silent stadium. And everybody's been praying for him since. And he's making significant improvement recovery. He had an opportunity to talk to his teammates um, by, I think it was a Zoom call yesterday. Terry Totten knows DeMar Hamlin perhaps well as well or, or better than most. Uh, coach Totten was the football coach. He's, um, I believe, ending a 21-year career at Central Catholic High School in Pittsburgh. And uh, DeMar Hamlin tried out for the team, made the team, and made an impression on uh, Coach Totten, who joins us on the Roy Green Show. Coach, how are you? I'm fine. Yourself? I'm well, sir. How has this week been for you uh, after Monday? Uh, just as you've been describing, Mr. Green, just a complete roller coaster from uh Really, really a life and death situation, an incredibly critical uh, point. And you described so well that uh, those players knew what they were looking at. This was not a typical injury. And as soon as they, I found out he was unconscious, uh, in a coma, I started to envision and imagine a day such as today where we have some light at the end of the tunnel and some significant improvements. I always imagined the day he would wake up and sit up and smile and hold his mother's hand and hug his little brother and recognize his father and have some family, extended family, friends, teammates around him and, and be able to breathe on his own, to be able to talk, to be able to communicate via Zoom uh, with his uh, Buffalo teammates. And so today is is somewhat of our little miracle. We've been handcuffed all week. Everybody was kind of like in purgatory. Couldn't do anything, just had to sit and wait. Couldn't do anything physically for more. And then, you know, all we could do is what you described, prayers and goodwill and hope and faith and belief, uh, rising toward heaven in his name. And uh, today is kind of our little you know, a bit of a miracle that the improvement he has made, and, and it's just an incredible feeling. Um, 
one that Mar has been given back the gift of life. I mean, come on, how serious is that? And secondly, that it looks like we could pull this through to a full recovery where he's allowed to pursue his dreams again, and he was living a great life, reaching his goal of the National Football League, but also he, he, he gave so much back to his community and his alma maters here in Pittsburgh, and it's really just fantastic to see him have that opportunity to go back to those good things. So we're very, very excited. Coach, uh, when you first met DeMar, what was the what were the impressions that he made on you, and and how did you how did you um, uh, just watching uh, Demar over the years that he played for you? You saw an exceptional young man, didn't you? Yes, um, obviously the athletic ability, the football ability was present, but he seemed to have a, a maturity beyond his years. He had a level headedness. He had a, a quiet confidence about him. And, uh, you know, a lot of 13-year-olds will tell you, I want to play in the National Football League, but very few, him being one, were willing to block out all the noise, all the distractions, take the adversity and the success the same, and treat them both as imposters, as someone famous once said, and stay the course through to what needed to be done. Growing into a college player, high-level University of Pittsburgh, growing into a draft prospect, getting drafted, going through mini camp and all the combines. You know, he came to me quietly last two summers ago. He returns to our youth camp. He said, Coach, I will make this roster. And uh, he made the roster, and he excelled on special teams, and he got himself in the starting lineup. And, uh, you know, he has held that position until this horror unfolded Monday night. But to answer the question briefly, he was just on a mission. And coinciding with that athletic mission, he had a mission to return to his neighborhood and to help. As soon as he was eligible by NCAA rules to start raising money, he did and returned with a charitable organization, a tour drive, a tour, um, toy drive, which you alluded to. This has become a worldwide story, and now that tour drive is somewhere around $7 million. That's amazing. Just an incredible outpouring of support and reach across the country, a little bit, as you said, internationally, and just people taking up his story, and it's it's an incredible one. He's, a, he's, he's an incredible person, and we're so happy that we have this uh, mini miracle on our hands now. And Coach Totten, very close to his community, as you said, very close to Pittsburgh, very close to his family. DeMar had opportunities, as I understand. I heard you in an interview a few days ago. You said that he had opportunities to go and play pretty much anywhere he wanted in college, but he decided to stay home because he would also be an influence on his siblings by doing so. That's a remarkable young man at a very early age adopting a very mature attitude toward life. Yeah, he had about a two-year-old brother at the time of his commitment. He could have gone to Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, just about anywhere. But he wanted to be a role model in that young man's life. And I'd like to think just the other day he probably hugged the, you know, hugged his little brother and, and just the joy of, of being able to do that again. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.